Welcome back to Empowered Rx. We are the mentorship program and community that helps women who have had their lives disrupted by trauma to reclaim their health and step into their power. At Empowered Rx, we believe in the transformative and healing power of fitness, nutrition, and mindset. We're here to give you actionable tips and resources that will help you get back on track and reach your goals. We are here to help you turn your struggles into strengths so that you can be so strong, so healthy, and so empowered. Welcome back to Empowered Rx. We are the mentorship program that helps women and girls to turn their struggles into strengths. Today I'm here with Kaylee, a high school student, who is going to be sharing her experiences with depression, anxiety, and in forging the path for girls to be able to join the Boy Scouts, which is probably not gonna have its name much longer because girls are starting to make their way in, so just the Scouts, but we're super excited to hear about all her experiences. So thank you so much, Kaylee, for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Why don't you give us a little introduction about you, like a quick little overview of your, your age, like what you like to do, and maybe a little bit about your story. So I'm Kaylee, I'm 15, I am a high school student, as she said, uh, I deal with some mental health issues of my own, and I've, I'm still getting through them, but I've made tremendous progress, and I just hope that I can do all that I can to help everyone. I love that, that is so awesome. Yeah, so, so Kaylee's been through a lot of mental health struggles and many of our listeners can relate to the story she's about to tell and the main message we want to send is that there is hope there is light at the end of the tunnel and to hang in there because things can get better um, and so her story is one of bravery resilience and faith and this is going to be just it's really heartwarming guys so just hang in there with us and and just kind of soak it all in so Kaylee tell us a little bit about your mental health struggles a little bit more yeah, so I have anxiety, I have severe anxiety. So I have anxiety, depression, and might be diagnosed with bipolar soon. Um, and it all kind of started back in 2019, um, probably a little before then. Uh, but everything started like coming to catching up with me in 2019. And it was, it was, I was in a really dark place and I didn't know where I was standing in the middle of this. I didn't really understand what was happening to me. I knew something was happening, but I just couldn't figure it out. And it, I think it started when I, I had for some reason I had like, I was getting headaches a lot and there was one time where it wasn't quite a headache but I knew I needed to get out of where I was mm. and I was in, I was in my bedroom and I told my mom I had to go to the hospital and I don't know why I said that but we went and they didn't, they were like nothing's wrong, we can't see anything wrong mm. and I just, I was like something's wrong and they, they sent me home, um, they, 
they didn't really like no follow-ups anything oh but I told my mom I was like something's wrong with me and so we went to the doctors um, later and they were like they were giving me like a checklist just to find out if anything was wrong and I was like check 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 <laughs> and um, they suggested that I see a therapist and soon after I met with my therapist for a couple weeks she's like yes you have anxiety you have depression um, she didn't talk about that bipolar yet they just kind of had a profile of what um, I was like at the time and I wasn't exactly open <laughs> at first because I was like I don't want to be open with this um, and before then in 2018 I had a concussion mm. uh, and I'm saying that with air quotes because I did have a concussion the year prior but um, that year I was like I pretended to have a concussion because I wanted to stay home and I and my mom was like she'd tell everyone she was like she can't get out of bed or anything and I was like because I couldn't uh, that's the thing I, I physically couldn't it's like someone was tying me to that bed mm -hmm. and I just I couldn't get up and it was it was really hard and I didn't want to tell my therapist any of this because I was like, I don't want my parents knowing I'm taking this to my grave. And I was like, I was like they're not knowing because they slowly integrated me back. It was three months that I was, I like, my mom's like, she didn't smile. I could hear her talking on the phone with like my family members. And it was really hard because I didn't know what was happening to me. And they, they assumed it was a concussion and everyone, all my friends, some of them still don't know mm. that it wasn't a concussion. And they, a lot of them do know that I have issues. And it's, it, it was really hard, needless to say. But um, as we continued, there was a point where my therapist was like, you're not telling me something. And I was like, no, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she was like, yes, what are you keeping back? And, like, I just wanted to splurt it all out. Um, and I did. And she was just like, whoa, you have to tell your parents. And I was like, no, mm -mm. And so she said she was going to tell them if I don't. So oh, okay. that night I told them. And my mom, oh, I felt so awful because my mom was crying because um, she just she didn't know what was wrong with me and I didn't know what was wrong with me mm -hmm. and we just continued to work from that and early 2020 or maybe I think it was actually November because I was still I, I 2018 I stayed home um, in November to probably like February and then 2019 I um, I was also home until I was admitted to a day program mm -hmm. in Framingham. It was called Wayside, and um, it was it was really hard there, cause I didn't think I was learning anything at first, and it wasn't hard yet. But I'll get to that, mm -hmm. um, cause I was like, this is pointless. Um, they're just kind of telling me all these tips, and now I use a lot of these tips when like. I'm feeling something that I don't want to feel. I'm like, okay, let's do this technique. 
this technique and I still have all these like notes that I've written down at the time um, but I was like I wasn't getting any better and the one thing I'd say that was really really bad about being there was I was around people who who were at a higher level than me at the time mm-hmm. so some people were self-harming and then I had heard that how like how they did that and so I one night I was at home because you're you're there from like eight it's normal school hours mm-hmm. actually it's not it's 8 a.m so mm-hmm. it's it's shorter than school um and it's just teaching you all about different things and there are groups and um I just I didn't open up to anyone because I was like I don't want to tell these people <laughs> what I'm feeling um and so I went home one night and I don't know what came over me but I was like I heard they did this I'm gonna try it so I did and it was it I I it was really bad for weeks until I told my mom I was like I can't deal with this anymore and I don't know what's happening I mean I know what's happening but like I don't know why there's Mm -hmm. like I live in a perfect stable family everyone loves me um I have all these animals that love me and I love them Mm -hmm. like it's all that that just seems so perfect but it's it's not it it's you can't you're not just a product of your environment some people are but not everyone is and um it was it was hard it was hard and then one day uh it was really bad at this time um I was at I would they pulled me like I was waiting for my mom to pick me up as normal and the head the director pulled me into a side room and I was like, hmm, I don't, I didn't like this late. <laughs> At the start. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, but she pulled me into the side room and was like, we were on the phone with your mom and your therapist from home and your therapist from here and your psychiatrist and everyone, like the whole team. And we all decided that you have to stay here for at least a week, overnight. Mm. And I lost it. And I was like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. They're like, yes, you are, yes, you are, yes, you are. And they left the room, and I was just like, I was bawling. Mm. And even right now, like, I'm shaking a little. Because <laughs> that was really difficult. And my mom, it, my mom um, had to come and tell me that she wasn't, she wasn't going to be there. scary and so hard I've I've I don't know if your dad told you kind of what I've been through Mm -hmm. he did did he I don't know I don't think so so um I was assaulted in high school sexually assaulted and then um had struggles with eating disorder and depression and anxiety and um I didn't get the help I needed so I like went through all that alone 
but that feeling of loneliness and not having that support there because my parents unfortunately weren't very close with me um they were never around so I did go through alone so I know my heart aches for you because I know what that yeah. feels like I'm sorry I put mascara on so Don't you say sorry never say sorry um so we don't have to like you can you control this right so yeah. you tell me that it's yeah. fine it's okay. fine okay I didn't know that that was gonna happen we often don't right but it's actually kind of therapeutic to tell our story sometimes mm-hmm. yeah so where was I <laughs> Oh, yeah, so my mom said that she wasn't going to pick me up, um, but she was going to come, and they were going to be there every night just talking to me um, during visiting hours, like after groups and everything. So I saw her, and we were crying together, Mm -hmm. and they brought me down my first meal, and it was awful. It was meatloaf. No, that's the worst (laughs) first meal I know, I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, and they brought me there, and everyone was, like, kind of looking at me. Like, I was living with these girls for three weeks after that. Because, mm-hmm. like, I they I got permission for one weekend with my family, and I screwed it up because I self-harmed again. Mm-hmm. And then the next weekend I screwed it up again, and then um, I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm going home. Because, like, I was miserable that whole entire time. So I don't know why I just kept doing it. Because it is kind of like an addiction. Mm-hmm. And people are telling you, like, why? Like, what is the meaning behind this? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not rational. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know why I was doing it. I was just doing it. And um, I had a little picture of my little sister. Um, I put I taped it up on the wall. And I was like, this is why I'm going home. And then I went home, and I was like, I'm not screwing it up this time. So I went, and everything was... It wasn't like I felt awful inside, but they were like... I. They told me they were going to like... After I left the um, program, like the overnight program, it was called like CBAT. Mm. But, um, that, like, I had one or two more days, like, in the day program. I was like, but I'm not better. I'm just not, I'm just not, like, hurting myself. Um, and I didn't know why, and they're like, okay, now we're going to start bringing you back into school. And I was just like, this is, (laughs) no. (laughs) I was very, I, I was, like, telling everyone, this is not a good idea. Um, but... As I always do, I don't really show my emotions, and my guidance counselor knows that. They're like, you put on a smile when you're, like, dying inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but I, like, sucked it up, and, which is something that I know now that I shouldn't do whatsoever, because um, the next year, I, which is this year, yeah. I was back in that same place. And, um, but the good thing is, as I said, or no, I said that to you earlier, but, um, um, I, everyone was in COVID, so I was like, okay, okay, we got this, because it was in February, and then Mm. October, their schools were shut down, so, um, I was like, okay, we're gonna, gonna do this, we're gonna get through it, and, 
I, I got through that time. And when everyone started coming back into school, I, I felt better because everyone was coming back into school. Right, it was like a and, whole reset. Yeah, and it wasn't just me, which definitely, definitely felt like I wasn't the odd one out, which is really good. And they're like, okay, we're going to bring you into this program called RISE. Um, and RISE is a little program in our school that started five years ago. Um, I definitely think it should be everywhere, but our teacher is one of a kind, so I'm not going to brag. <laughs> <laughs> but She sounds awesome. Yeah. She, um, she helped me realize, like, at first, at first, I was like, I don't know how like what's gonna happen because I walked in and there was a bunch of people that are from like different groups that you'd see like stereotypical groups that I probably I'm I'm a social floater as in like I well not really (laughs) I just I have like two friends at the time now I have I'm getting more friends but um I I started talking to people there were um like, that I would never talk to and never, like, put myself out there to, and we related over struggles, over mental health issues, and it was really, it was really good. It was something the groups at Wayside tried to do, but failed, mm-hmm. but um, at least for me, a lot of people actually, um, w- w- it was really good for them, just personally for me, um, I just didn't agree with it. <laughs> For, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that there's like, I want to touch on a couple of things you said because they're so, so important. So um, Kaylee was talking about her experiences in the rehab and treatment center, not feeling like it was very good mm-hmm. as an experience. And it was, I'm imagining, traumatizing. Yes. Yeah. And Definitely. one of the things that we see commonly is that there are people there that need higher levels of care than us. Mm-hmm. And so we actually might enter and learn more behaviors that are detrimental Mm -hmm. to us than when we started. So the fear there for me is that how many people go in and learn behaviors and come back out with new ways without actually having healed a lot. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. So for those listening, that's just something to be aware of when you go in is that we don't want to take home any behaviors with us. Um, And that's something we can be really open with our our provider about, and they can kind of hold us accountable to that. Um, The other thing that you mentioned that was really, um, I think, self-aware was that you knew you didn't want to do this, and you knew you didn't know why it was happening. And you said that we're not products of our environment all the time, that sometimes it's genetic, sometimes it's um, biochemical, it's the hormones in our body. We can't just assume that because everything looks okay on the outside, Mm -hmm. that everything is okay on the inside. And that's so, so hard. Yeah, it definitely, that's, that's my main thing, which no one knows. And that's the thing my parents are like, you have to be open. Because I, my mom always like, you're a really bad liar. And That's then, what my mom says about yeah, me. <laughs> and then she found out that I was holding all this inside, and she was like, okay, you're a good liar about the big things, but when you're trying to steal, like, a gum from me, you're very bad. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's funny how that happens. But um, I seem so, like, 
even my mom was talking about this to my neighbor, um, and they're like, well, if Kaylee goes through this, then anyone can. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, thanks? <laughs> but I think that's a compliment. Um, but on the outside, I feel like I show everyone this, like, bubbly, um, just a very bubbly person. Maybe not so in school, because I just try to, like, keep that on the down low. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and it's it's hard to keep that up sometimes. And another thing is I'm very... I, I'm very empathetic to the point where it's like very it's bad because I feel bad for the wrong people sometimes or mm-hmm. I feel so bad that I, I like carry the weight with me myself yes yeah so so being an empath or being empathetic is one of the common traits for people who go through trauma or mental health struggles mm-hmm. we absorb the world around us Yes. And it's almost like um, we need like a barrier that's not there. It's like fire on the skin. Everything We feel yeah. everything so intensely. Um, and a lot of those people are animal lovers too. Yeah. I'm a huge animal lover. Mm-hmm. I find so much comfort in them. Like yeah. have a bad day, give me a dog. I exactly. will be super happy after that or at least comforted. Um, so that's a common trait. Mm-hmm. And once we learn that it can be a super power like mm-hmm. to be able to understand and put ourselves in other shoes we that's a gift that we can yeah. give back to the world and help other people you're a helper probably I'm guessing yeah. um, so once we learn the tools to create that buffer it mm-hmm. becomes like this this source of like such good that you can give to the world but we have mm-hmm. to be able to protect ourselves yes. first yeah yeah I've talked about that a lot with my therapist and I also have done Reiki Okay. And that, like, at first I was like, I don't know what this is going to do. I think I was open to it. Um, and it really, it really helped. And I don't know how, I don't know why, mm-hmm. but it really helped. And, uh, yeah, just that non-medical environment um, and more, like, focused on... Like, there are two ways of approaching. One's more common. One's like, well, find out what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and so Empowered, our program, mm-hmm. is the let's explore ourselves. Yeah. Let's learn how to love ourselves. Let's learn how to treat our body and mind with respect. Mm-hmm. And the healing will follow. Rather than let's look at mm-hmm. all of our things that are wrong with us and, like, highlight them and pinpoint them and put them on the wall. So it's like the same thing with Empowered is that we want to help you turn your struggle into strength, not label you or do anything mm-hmm. like that. So so that's a good observation too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but where was I? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. I got, I go off track a lot. That's all right. Um, but starting this year, uh, uh, as I said, with Rise, that was a big building block. And one of the girls in Rise is actually also in Scouts. So, um, that's special. Yeah. She, she was the one who, when we first met, I think we didn't really get off on the right foot. Um, but then after like bonding over that, we were able to like connect more in two areas. Um, and so this year, um, the first year of camp, which was 20, back in 2019, I, 
I don't know if I already said this, but I don't know if I, yeah. But um, I went home early because of this concussion. Mm. But it was really because my dad left. And at the time, I was very, like, very attached to my parental figures. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, like, to the point where I was, like, I cannot, I every night, because, like, for some reason, I like listening to true crime videos. I love true crime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then I, I was like, they don't affect me directly, but subconsciously, I'm like, okay, every night I have to go around the house and lock the windows and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, well, he's gone, so no one's there to, like, do that at my house. So I have to go back and blah, blah, blah. And then I just miss them overall. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was like, the concussion came back. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, um... They, they sent me home, and I, I was just like, I, that, my dad not being there made me feel like, like I had no control, and that's another mm-hmm. thing that I ha- have issues with is control. Um, so, the, like, for 2020, I was like, I do not want to go back. I do not want to. Um, and then I, it was canceled. Um, so I was like, yeah. With COVID, you got out, yeah. Yeah, and then 2021, I was like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, and then I was like, you know, I'm just going to go, because, like, I, everyone's going, so I'm like, I can't not go, so. So, so that's, a, we're going to hear your story about 2021, mm-hmm. but I just want to pause, and, because I found this out today, and speaking with Kaylee beforehand, that the Scouts just started allowing females yeah. in, in 2019. Mm-hmm. That blows my mind that it took so long. I remember when I was in the Girl Scouts, or I, I went to join the Girl Scouts, and we were, like, learning to sew and, like, make cookies, and I was like, this is lame. I want to go camping. Yes. I grew up camping. And the, the right response is like, oh, no, girls do brownies. Boys do the Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. And how whack is that, right? That's yeah. crazy. But 2019 comes, and you were the one of the first girls to ever go yeah. into the Scouts. So for you to even consider it, and go that first day is an amazing step mm-hmm. for all women, mm-hmm. right? And so then yeah. you return in 2021 and you are successful, which we're going to hear mm-hmm. about in a moment, which is badass. But you are like a, a frontier in this whole progressive movement of allowing mm-hmm. women to partake in in activities that are not like that should not be gender based, right? We yes. can all enjoy camping. We can all enjoy um, like nature and mm-hmm. you know camping and things like that. It doesn't have to be that we're female or male. So that's just my little, my rant there, because I can't believe it's only happening in 2019. But tell us, tell us about 2021. Yeah, so 2021, um, I really didn't want to go. And my friend, my best friend, Alex, she she didn't want to go either, because she has issues, like, leaving her parents now. So it was like a repeat of what I went through. Mm. And... um, I felt bad for her because she didn't want to go, but then I was like, you got to go. We have to go together. We're going to have a great time. And she, at night, she did have, like, trouble missing her parents. Um, and it was tough, but we got her through it. And she ended up, like, we ended up just having a great time. And I realized, because my dad was there the whole time this time, because I was like, you have to be there. I'm not going. <laughs> so <laughs> Compromise? Yeah. So he he went and un- unbeknownst to me he pointed it out later I would say like hi in the morning bye at night 
And then I didn't really talk to him other than that, and I was just riding the wave. I had so much fun. Ah, that is awesome. I've never been in that environment where I'm usually like girls and girls, but it's like I've, <laughs> I, it's not different, but it is different in the sense that like when we're little, um, it it's like uniform to be feminine, to be masculine. You can't be emotional if you're a man. You can't be, um, or like you are emotional if you're a woman mm-hmm. and you're over emotional, dramatic even. Yeah, that's what they will say. Um, yeah. But a lot of people, like you said, you have a feminine and masculine side and so do I. And I, I've never been able to hone in on that. And it was so amazing because um, some of uh, my friends are kind of dramatic. So, <laughs> so that when they're like fighting, they just punch each other and they're all good. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so I was able to like, I was able to just experience that. And then like, I don't know if they didn't like, I was glad that they weren't like special treatment because we're girls. That's good. Um, like, like I shot people's scrunchies and <laughs> and they they'd punch my shoulder and then we'd like splash each other and then it was just like it was very fun like it was just like I forgot about everything that was happening so and I was cool. just like I've never that was one of the like highlights of my life oh I yeah, love it hearing was that so much fun and to think as you said that like if that if they still didn't let boys or, or girls and boy scouts like that would have that wouldn't have happened right and I wouldn't have this these friends that I do now and um I I have a little founders patch and so do some of mine and then I recruited my friend Alex nice there um but I always set out to be a girl scout and then I didn't but then um, the girls who are on Boy Scouts, most of them have been in um, um, Girl Scouts. And they were also the same thing. They're like, it's kind of like 1950s housewife. It is. It is. It's so weird to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. But um, I think, like, you are an amazing human being. I'm so proud of you. And you're paving the way for other girls to, to do new things and maybe find healing in nature. Mm-hmm. And... To help them with their mental health and I just want to touch on a few few points yeah. here is that um, Kaylee is extraordinarily brave right no matter what she was going through she still tried to push through it she still tried to to she's here she's here and she's telling her story so most people go through these things and they're quiet about it or they're not open about it and Kaylee you're vulnerable and brave and that's amazing She's also open to trying new things and going a place where maybe she didn't think she could go before, like the Boy Scouts, um, and that's incredible. And tell us a little bit about the message of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, there's no matter what, there's when there's darkness all around you, it just makes the light brighter, and it it makes it so. When you're when you're in that really dark place again, you can remember what you've done, 
and what you can do and just how much better it can get because when you're at rock bottom and I've been there and a lot of people have been there you just you just have to get back up and it it does take a while and it, it doesn't matter time. if it takes a while you just get there eventually and just be open to trying new things and yeah yeah I think the the thing you said earlier to me too is that like this is going to be some of us have the chemical makeup to have certain conditions and things mm-hmm. but they're not issues yeah right so we might have a struggle mm. but that struggle has made you more resilient that struggle mm. has made you try new things that struggle has given you this very mature perspective of life in general mm. so if we can find some sort of I don't want to say benefit because we don't want to go through hard times obviously but if you can come out as a stronger person then that's amazing and now you have tools so that mm. if it does come back or when it does come back you can navigate it and every time yeah. you have to navigate it it should get a little bit lighter every time hopefully yeah yeah definitely well thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story there's tons of little girls who listen to our podcast and I know you're going to help them all get through this so thank you so much thank you for having me yeah thank you for tuning in to another episode of empowered rx If you want to find us for more information or to understand more about our services, you can find us on Instagram at EmpoweredRx or you can join our free Facebook community filled with women who are all trying to get healthy and happy. To find that community, simply go to Facebook and search for the EmpoweredRx community. Have a great day, you guys, and stay well.